0: Okay. Today, we're going to be talking to Penny Milkey. She's the owner of Northern Specialty Health in Houghton, Michigan, which is a provisioning center up in the Upper Peninsula, Michigan. For those of you who haven't been to Michigan, let alone the UP, it is a totally different world. I think there, <laughs> there's a joke that there's more bears than there are people up there. It's uh, It's an astoundingly beautiful place, and the people are very friendly, very nice, and they make some, some of the most delicious food you could get around. It's, it's just fantastic. So it, it'll be interesting talking to her because although it's Michigan, it's totally a different world. The people in the Upper Peninsula, they call the people that live in the Lower Peninsula trolls because we live underneath the Mackinac Bridge. So it'll be interesting to, to talk to Penny and get her story. I mean, you guys know the drill. We're going to ask her some questions, find out her story, her background, what she likes, what she doesn't like, and then just kind of see how there's a unique culture in the Upper Peninsula, which is really cool. So we're going to get on the phone with her. And for people in the Upper Peninsula that are interested, she has a Facebook group called Northern Specialty Health. Pretty straightforward. Northern Specialty Health on Facebook. If you're in the U.P., and want to be a part of a cool community, then I would definitely recommend joining that. So here we go. We're going to get on the phone with Penny right now. Hi, how are you? I'm good. Good, How are you?
1: I'm good.
0: All right. Well, thanks for participating in the podcast. It's really cool to get ownership's perspective and hear your story and your journey. You're welcome.
2: Thanks for having me.
0: Yeah, happy to. So I was up in your, kind of your neck of the woods, uh, over the holiday, we took a uh, took a camping trip up to Lake Charlevoix, and then I took my uh-huh. Harley over to a little town called Brimley, and then I rode the scenic route all the way through, around Whitefish Bay up to Whitefish Point. And it,
2: oh, all right, yeah, uh huh.
0: Yeah, it had been a number of years since I've been in the UP, and it was. I'm shocked I didn't run off the road because it is so beautiful up there. It's stunning. <laughs> it
2: is it really is Yeah. sometimes
0: you forget yeah i i see the appeal except for uh i'm terrified of bears so yeah yeah i i keep it moving when i'm up there (laughs)
2: yeah there's a lot of them
0: yeah for sure i heard there i heard there was a joke there's more bears than there are people
2: that's funny. Yes. <laughs> Definitely more deer, I would say. Yeah, There's are, a ton of beer.
0: Which is even scarier than bears. Uh, right. Yeah, not mm-hmm. my not my thing. So yeah. let's let's dive in. What okay
2: what,
0: what do you do and what's your background? How did you how did you get into cannabis?
2: Um, well, I am actually a teacher. Um, I'm a certified teacher in Michigan, like elementary. Um My husband was an electrician and he was injured in a four-wheeler accident in 2007 and he broke his back and he broke his neck. So he could no longer, um, he's partially disabled from his, um, legs down, like his feet don't work. Certain things don't work, but luckily, I mean, it could have been so much worse. It could have been neck down or dead or anything. Anyways. Um, they were, we were cannabis users before that, but we were also heavy, heavy drinkers. Um, after the accident happened, we quit drinking, and but then they put him on a whole bunch of pain pills, and he was on fentanyl patch for a year and a half. And that was terrifying because I thought the patch was going to kill him, and then I thought the withdrawals were going to kill him. Um, but anyways, he got off of all the opioids, and he just used a lot of cannabis, especially like RFL, And um, that's what got us into it, really. Um, we were sitting at my kid's Christmas program in 20, 2012, 2013 I don't know so long ago and the dispensary (laughs) was up for sale and I was working at the public school and my husband said um what do you think if I try to buy it and like because he was on disability and he hated being on disability as a young man you know yeah um so he thought he could try to do this instead and then help people along the way so he took over the business and then in 2016 I quit from teaching to help at the store because it was too much for him to do by himself well we had staff but he needed more support
0: Yeah, that happens quickly.
2: (laughs) Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Wow. So that's really what got us into it. I mean, we were users, um, but, you know, on a recreational scale until it became a medical um, need for us. And then, yeah, it saved them. So I know some business owners don't really have a a background in cannabis or they're not users themselves, or they don't have somebody close to them that was affected positively by it. But that's not our case.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, that's really interesting. I was on the phone with John McLeod and um he was a police officer in Detroit and got okay. hurt and apparently he was he was chasing a, a robbery suspect and there was an open manhole cover and he smoked Ooh. Yeah. So he broke his leg and he you know, he smoked that thing. And it was yeah. it it's a similar story where they they put him on hardcore opiates uh-huh. and it freaked him out. And yeah he wanted he did, he just didn't want it. So he, as mm-hmm. a cop, he was like, "Look, it's legal, but I'm a cop." So he was torn. So, but he took the plunge. And
2: i ah, think, good for him.
0: Yeah, totally. There was a M mlive article about him a couple of days ago. I just read it. It was really interesting. But and I, I didn't know that. About, I've known him for years. I, I didn't know that. I was like, "Holy crap!" Uh huh. So it's it's really interesting the way that people's eyes are opened once it hits home. And right. yeah, wow. Uh huh.
2: Okay. And I hope that by, like, um by our honesty about it in the community, you know, it seems like more people are willing to open up and ask questions about it instead of, you know, like if you talk about it, people will talk to you about it. But if you yeah. act shameful, like you're doing something bad, then people aren't going to do it. But if you're like, this really does help me or it really does help my husband or it really helps my mom or, you know, then people are more apt to, they're not, they don't look at it as a bad thing anymore.
0: Well, that leads into my next question. And then it's one I ask everybody is how do you deal with the, how did you deal with and how do you deal with the stigma
2: of working in cannabis? You just, you know, you just have to stand up to it really. Um, I think being honestly being a public school teacher for so long, it kind of gives you that background that you need to be in the eye of the public a little Mm. bit. So you just, you just have to stand up for it because bottom line is it helps people. And, I always, I hate to compare it to alcohol, but I will compare it to alcohol. And I'm like, well, if it's okay for you to drink and you can handle drinking, then I'm not going to judge you, but I cannot handle drinking and I don't want you to judge me.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: Yeah. And I mean, back in 2012, that wasn't, that's not 2019,
2: 2020. It was
0: a very, very different world back then.
2: Yeah, 2013. It was, it was December 2013 when we took it over. Yeah, and it was different. I remember, um, uh, it was going to be on our local news station and I was first grade teacher and I wanted, um, my administration and the superintendent to know ahead of time before it came out of the news because I was afraid they were going to judge me. Or well, huh? I was afraid that they would let me go or I didn't know what they would do or if they thought, oh, you know, Penny's husband's doing this or whatever. But, um, honestly, the last few years of my teaching career were the best and I had the highest remarks and no one judged me we didn't even really talk about it like the the teachers but but again back in 2013 2014 before it was like voted in and more legal they didn't ask questions about it because it was like a medicine you know it wasn't like you asked what was in their medicine cabinet at home
0: (laughs) yeah yeah there's a boldness in in cannabis for sure yeah
1: Um, Mm -hmm. people
0: kind of get a little nosy about it which depending on a person's comfort level and you know they, mm-hmm. they can deal with it but good on you i mean that takes some thanks that takes some fucking guts to stand out there on
1: the front line like that
2: well uh, thankfully um my parents were super supportive ever since the beginning you know they uh, never judged us and um our close friends and family didn't judge us so it would have been much more difficult if we would have had people like you know directly involved but um No, and if they didn't agree, they didn't say anything for the most
0: part. Yeah, you know that's that's another common thread, and and that was the case with with my family in two thousand nine. And every business owner that I've talked to, every one of them has said the same thing. It's my 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 closest people they they supported it, right, and 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 maybe supported it with silence or uh, maybe a skeptical Mm -hmm. eye, but they didn't fight them and having your, having your people consolidate with you like that, that makes, that makes all the difference. Cause you know, okay, cool. You know, like people have my back. This is important. Right. So, okay. yeah What sort of things did you deal with positive and negative on, on being out in
2: cannabis? Um, well, a lot of people will assume that like, Oh, you work at a dispensary. You just must like sit around and get high all day (laughs) or like, You know, like that old stereotype, it drives me crazy. And it is like the complete opposite of that. Um, I mean, I do enjoy cannabis, but it's not like that's what is happening in real life. Like we do go to work, you know, like work is work. It's a real job. There's lots of regulations more than any other job that I've ever had. Um, So, yeah, that is, that's one thing. Um, Let me think of something else. But I mean, overall... I got to say, like, the positives, especially, like, within this past week of us having adult youth sales, so many, um, I have, we have three kids, Mm -hmm. so so many of their parents or my former colleagues are reaching out to me, asking me questions about adult youth products to help them sleep, to help with stress, Um, it's that, I think I'm so thankful for that part because I have become, like, a little outlet for people
1: Mm -hmm. to ask
2: questions of. Now that they don't need a card, you know, some people were always afraid to get the card or they didn't feel like they qualified for it. Well, they didn't realize that they could have qualified and it would have benefited them Mm -hmm. a long time ago, but there's that stigma behind of having a medical card, you know,
0: Mm. like you
2: might look fine, but you could still benefit from one.
0: Yeah. And it's, you sort of take on the role of people's confidant because it's, I would, I I ran a delivery service for seven, eight years. And, Mm -hmm. um, and it was it was something where people would just kind of spill the beans on things because it didn't have anybody to talk about, to yeah. talk to this about. And also, they had a ton of questions. And that's fantastic to hear that people are coming to you because you have the ability to answer some question, questions at scale instead of just one-on-one-on-one, which is great. But uh-huh. it's a lot of time, and there's a ton of things to do in the day. Right. Um, you know, I'm curious to see <laughs> – I think you hit on it, but what do you think the number one and two things that people use
2: cannabis for? Um, I think it would be like pain and Mm -hmm. either like sleep or depression Mm -hmm. or just like an uplifting, you know, um, creativity. But, um, it seems like it's mostly pain, Mm -hmm. um, pain related, trying to get some sort of, you know, just some sort of relief, even if it just takes your mind off the pain. Um, and then a lot of people use it for helping sleep. It seems like at least lately they've been asking me that, like what's going to help me unwind at the end of the night. Like a lot of people are very anxious right now and even more anxious than they were last year. Yeah. Um, just with everything going on. I think people are just looking for a way to help them relax and maybe even like just check out of the situation for a few minutes. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Sleep. Sleep was the number one across the board and yeah. it, it was pain. Yeah. It's only the umbrella of pain because People are in pain, mm-hmm. the first thing that goes is the quality of sleep.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. So it was yeah. So how do you so let, let's talk about what's a day working at Northern Specialty Health like? Walk me through walk me through your day if you would, and then
2: like a Sure. Bu- a bu- um, sure. Uh my day starts when I wake up. I usually check my phone. Um yep. I'm <laughs> replying to <laughs> I'm either <laughs> replying to messages, checking social media looking at incoming emails, you know, things like that. Um, I'll get to the office usually by 8, and I'm here. I try to stay until about 2, but honestly, I like to get home before the kids get off bus. But then I'm on my phone till we close at 8 at night. Yeah. So there's a lot of communicating from the phone, a lot of working from my laptop when I'm not actually here. You kind of eat, sleep, and breathe it. And I shut off at, like, 8.30 at night. I put my phone down, and I will not touch it until the morning which is, like, 5 or 6 or whatever, but, yeah, that is my off time. So, bud tenders and, like, the rest of the staff, they arrive at 8.30. Uh, we open at 9 o'clock. We start taking orders overnight, though, so as soon as they get uh, there at 8.30, they can start filling orders, and um, curbside pickup starts at 9 in the morning, and then it goes until 8 at night. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty long days. Mm-hmm.
0: Without a doubt. Yeah. it. Uh, yeah. And you've been open – A year or so now, right?
2: Well, we got licensed in. we've been open since 2013. But, you know, we got licensed in November of 2018. Okay. So I'm actually working on our second med renewal. We're coming up on, yeah, we've almost got two years of being med licensed. We just got licensed AU at the beginning of this month.
0: Yeah. Did you guys go through the BMMR? I mean, yeah, you must have then
2: oh yeah oh oh yeah oh, in front god. of the board yeah, yeah. yeah in front of the board oh yeah yeah so i knew I, oh yeah you're you're making me have stress
1: mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> yes yeah mm-hmm. i was i was there for every one of those i think i think i missed one meeting
1: oh my god, oh, that okay. was a, oh,
2: my god. yeah yeah i would watch them all and um in the beginning room i won't i won't name names but <laughs> in the beginning one person on the board was um, mentioning applicants like first and last names, Yeah. And I was like, oh, man, don't do that, you know, because I knew we were coming, and I knew that this board member was going to rip us apart because mm. we were already operating. <laughs> and I knew we already had a no vote from that member, mm. you know. So I was counting on at least three votes. And um, by the time they got to us, they only used initials. So yeah. thankfully they didn't. I mean, everybody knew anyways, but, yeah we went in front of the board mm. yeah Both that's for a, part one and then part two yeah wow so it was that's two a, separate times
0: yeah, that's mm-hmm. a battle scar that's for sure wow <laughs> i
2: know i don't i don't want that to be forgotten Ooh. you know I'm, no. I'm glad you know what that is because yeah. nowadays it's like there's no it's not three years anymore of financials and three years of your pet now it's like 12 wow. months or whatever I don't want
0: people to forget how, what the early people went through. Oh my God. It was, it was brutal. Oh man. Yes. It
2: was brutal.
1: Oh it was my, awful. Me and
0: my, me and my lawyer and accountant and lobbyist friends are sitting that in that auditorium and it was just like a gladiator battle. And it, and, it, and that's what it was because yeah. you have that much time, that much money, that much hope into something. Mm-hmm. And here are these people who you know, without getting into it or were corrupted. Yeah. And mm-hmm. Just all sorts of nasty. Yeah. Just
2: yeah, like
1: shitting your on moral people.
2: character. Yeah. I know. Like making you feel like you're a terrible person. Mm-hmm. You know, it was awful. It was awful oh, but oh we made God. it.
0: Uh did did you see the lady that I I know her actually, I ended up running into her. She had a some sort of an infraction in nineteen sixty eight. Was
1: like
2: oh my the, god!
0: It was the most minor thing. I think it was some sort of a driving infraction. The way they wrote it was that it was something a little bit bigger than than what it was. But they pulled that up and said, "Hey, yeah. your moral character—you didn't, you didn't disclose this, and this is a serious offense." And I was like, "Yeah, dude, what are it you was talking awful. about? Yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> all right. <laughs> yeah. When, when Andrew Brisbow came in and MRA came in, I
2: I celebrated. I went, yes, yeah." I was very happy to see the, the change because it was just, yeah, it was terrible. I mean, I remember them asking questions, just like prying into every little thing. And um we like over disclosed, I think, because we were so afraid, like they were going to forget stuff. Like We told them things that they couldn't find to verify or to not verify, you know, because um, some things aren't kept or it's like something happened in wisconsin and we're in michigan now and it was 25 years ago or like a like a um like a dry seating ticket you know what i mean Yeah. so we told them but it was awful it was awful <laughs>
1: yeah so
0: so on that note what are some of the what are some of the challenges of working in the industry
2: um so the supply and the demand is definitely a challenge um it's a struggle to get stuff um our transport costs are also a challenge to be oh, honest yeah. they have they have gone down, but they are still a lot. Um, it's hard competing with the prices of the black market. Mm. It, you know, it's hard to convince people that our product is safe and that it is and then tested. And when people are so used to a different way mm. and a cheaper product, but maybe not what they say it is, you know? Yeah. Um, so that's a challenge. And the supply is a challenge. It's every, I mean, all of the tracking is hard. Um, we're just, we're like a couple of weeks now into, we're only one week into sales of adult use. And now we're learning that we have, you know, double metrics, double POSs, uh, double tags, double inventory. Yeah. Everything is double. So I don't know. I mean, that's going to be really hard because you go on to metric and you're looking for a product and then all of a sudden you realize, oh, I'm an AU, I have to go to PC. Mm-hmm. And because it's all separate, um, the separate licenses are tough. A separate applications, separate. I mean, I think eventually they're going to get ours close enough where, when they come to do an inspection, it can count for both. But right now, it's like we're getting inspected every so often because the six months don't overlap with each other for the mm. two different license types. Okay. It's just a lot of a lot of um. It's just a lot of stuff. Everything. There's a lot.
0: Yeah, and it's all at once.
2: <laughs> it's all at once. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And-
0: and everybody, everyone is figuring it out.
2: Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the MRA has been helpful. Like when I email questions, um, they're very fast at getting back to me, whether it's like on transferring inventory, which is a very difficult process. I've hmm. just learned because okay. we're allowed to transfer so much of your inventory, but only if the inventory qualifies for, cer- for certain things. Hmm. Like I was not aware that caregiver sourced products, or caregiver source, oil cannot be transferred to the adult use market. Ah. So we were, yeah, we were counting on transferring all these edibles and all these cartridges that we had on the medical market because we had them over for 30 days and we thought we could transfer half of them. And then when I took the time, I filled out this big spreadsheet, sent it to the MRA and they were all denied Mm. because if it doesn't have a source harvest date, you can't transfer it. Oh, that's tough. Which I did not know about. Mm Mhm. Yeah. So good for medical patients because they have more product, but we don't have any carts for adult use right now. We have oh. no concentrates for adult use. We only have flour and pre roll and yeah. one edible. Yeah.
1: Oh, wow. And
0: people like those cartridges a lot.
2: They love the cartridges. Yeah. 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 Yeah,
0: and yeah. I mean, thinking about it, you kind of have it in, well, there's nobody else
1: around you, is there? You've got No, there's. The, down.
2: Yeah. Right now we're the only one with, within a hundred miles, but there yeah. are, um, Four and towards Marquette. Yeah. So, there are four places. And then there's more coming, you know. So, yeah. yeah. Right now, currently, we're the only one in our area. Yeah. Which is a yeah.
0: pretty big area. So...
2: It is a pretty big area,
0: yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think I think it's a knife that cuts both ways. You've got the advantage of you're kind of the only game in town for a large geographical area. But also... Mm-hmm. Where's the where's the closest grower to you?
2: Nobody in the well, one grow in the UP started, um I think they just had their first harvest, but we didn't get any of it. It was down towards Ingadine, like um close to US two.
1: Yeah, kind okay. of towards
2: like Manistique. Yeah. yeah. I believe they had a harvest. Um there's also a grow in Iron Mountain, which is about hundred miles away. Yeah. Um, they are getting close, I think, to harvesting, but then it's gotta pass testing. You know, right. like there's so many things like just because it's grown doesn't mean it's going to pass because we know I, we have seen product fail, not that we like, we're not growers, but we've gotten product in before that has had to be remediated, you know? Yeah. Um, so like, I know not, not everything passes and that, it, that worries me.
0: Yeah. And the logistics, the the logistics of,
2: and the logistics. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, if you wanted so like, some, some green peak flour like, Ooh, that's a, yeah. that's
1: a hike.
2: Yeah, that's currently what we have, actually. We have Green Peak. We have Hazy Farm. We have Common Citizen. Um, we have You Baked, Flourish. I'm trying to think who else we have right now. We might have some high life even. But, yeah, um, we get orders. Well, we were getting orders about once a month, um, but now we're going to probably be getting them maybe weekly. Um, yeah. But it depends on what is available to be brought up here. Right. Like we can't really afford to send a transport for one vendor no you know we need to have more vendors on there but like certain things aren't done with testing you know and it's like some some people don't want to hold it longer or you know that that whole thing is not the easiest
0: no no and uh and weather weather's
2: i mean especially (laughs) for you i know (laughs) right Uh. like the drivers that are coming right now that have never been here in the winter have no idea what it's going to be like in the winter You know, like a lot of times I'll ask, I'm always friendly with the transporters. I'm like, well, have you ever been up this far north? They're like, no, I've never been up here before. I'm thinking, give it a couple months. And then you're going to be driving those little trucks with rear wheel drive, you know, all the way up here. And and they make it, but it does. It takes a long time. Like right now, I think transport's probably taking about eight, nine hours. But in the winter, it's going to be like 10 hours one way.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
2: Mm Mm-hmm. (laughs)
0: <laughs> um, a job i'm glad i don't have
2: <laughs> so,
1: i know yeah
0: so, yeah transport guys you guys are tough that's for sure <laughs> they are
2: and most of them come up and go right back oh
1: god so they'll they they yeah.
2: do not most of them do not spend the night most of them drive up and turn
1: around. yeah i'd have a so, sleep, yeah i'd
0: have i'd have a yeah. sleeping bag and a blanket and well they they there's two in the truck i believe right
2: there are, yeah. yeah, there's always two. Mm-hmm.
0: So you good team drive, I guess, but.
2: Yeah. Yeah. If you can trust the other person to drive during a snowstorm in the dark,
0: <laughs> you know. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, that's. Uh,
2: right? <laughs> some
0: close friendships are going to be made in those trucks. Right, or, uh,
2: exactly.
0: Or it'll be one of the things where the thing stops, you jump out and kiss the ground and say, never again.
1: <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, one or the other. <laughs> oh,
0: wow. Yeah, so that's yeah. that's really interesting. So thinking about the, so we talked about the, on one hand, the downside of working in the industry. Uh, yeah. What's the good? What do you
2: like about the it? The good is that you get to help people. Um. You know, we, we had to say no. Okay. We've been getting phone calls since before the vote in November of 2018. Right. That's when we voted for adult use cannabis. People were calling like in October, like, if we vote in November, can we come to your store the next day? Because nobody understood how it worked. So one of the best things is, is to be able to say yes to people when they call and ask mm. if we can serve them 21 and older. Because for so long, we had to deny people and turn them away. People would drive here from Wisconsin to the Minnesota oh, yes. and assume that we had sales. And then we had to deny them in person. And yeah. it was heartbreaking. Because you know these people are in pain. You know they're desperate if they're driving that far. And we couldn't serve them. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, you get to help people. We have an amazing staff. I never, ever dreamt that I would be in business or a business owner. Like I said, my background is I was a Spanish teacher before an elementary reading teacher. Um, but it's it's um, definitely the chance of a lifetime for us, and it's going to go down in my personal history book of things that I've accomplished. Like, I helped bring medical to Houghton by getting us license, and then also... To get adult use here for everybody that doesn't have a card but still wants to try it and benefit from it because I honestly believe it helps you even if you don't think it helps you.
0: Yeah, and it's it, it, it's it's a, it's a rights thing. It's we have the yes. right to this, and you have and whether you exactly. like it or not. That that's okay. To each their own. Yes. So yeah. what's the what was the expectation and what's the reality of working in cannabis?
2: Um. <laughs> The reality is, is that it's a lot more like behind the scenes, computer, metric, inventory, numbers, tagging, things like that, than people realize up front, I think. Um, like I said, I think people just think it's like this easy, fun job where you just go and like hang out. But I don't think they understand that it's so highly regulated and that we are our own regulator in order to keep us out of trouble, you know? Um, I think, I don't think people realize that much, but overall, absolutely amazing. I wouldn't change it for the world. Um, I like teaching a lot, but I like this so much more. Um, I just, you can just provide benefits to people. I think that's what I like the most.
1: Yeah.
0: So, so your teaching background has got to be a huge advantage when it comes to training your employees. So I
2: know, isn't that funny? Yeah. No, it's great. Yeah. And, uh,
0: and you're bilingual, which is, which is really cool. Um, right. Yeah, so what advice do you have for for people that are looking for jobs in the in the sector?
2: Um, I think if you're looking for a job, just keep keep looking and keep pushing for it until you get in. If you really want to work in cannabis, just keep applying. If somebody turns you down, go to the next place, you know? Um, because there's I think there's plenty of room for everybody in the business and things are only gonna get bigger from here on out, whether it's working at a grow a process or a storefront. Um, I would say just don't give up, press on, keep going. It's going to be rough. The whole industry is rough, but it's definitely worth it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And so have you seen like a high turnover or a high retention rate at your company?
2: Um, I think most people, uh, no, we haven't seen that high of a turnover. Most people really like it. Some people leave for different reasons like school or things like that, but. Yeah. Um, it seems like everybody's pretty happy. We just hired 10 new people. So we're up to 19 staff now and um, it's getting, it's pretty big, you know, that's a lot. Yeah. So, <laughs> Yeah. It is a lot, but um, everybody seems to be happy. And as far as I know, we, we try to pay them well. We give them a good employee discount on products and we try to pay them very fairly. So they will enjoy work. We have a good atmosphere and it's positive even if I'm extremely stressed, I try really hard not to let them see it. Mm, yeah. If I, if I'm stressed because of my things that I have to do, I don't want them to feel it there because then it will move on to the patients or the customers.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well,
0: and, and at that point, what do you do to prevent, what do you do to prevent burn- burnout for yourself and what do you do to prevent burnout <laughs> for your staff?
2: Um, well, for the staff, you know, I, we're always making sure that they're not working more than they want. Because yeah. everybody says they want, you know, like a lot of hours. But you can kind of tell, actually, mm. I just talked to the manager yesterday, and she's actually going to work her fifth day from home. She does a lot of the ordering um, for, like, the THC products. A lot of those vendors, um, including myself, were on our phones six in the morning, eight at night. You know, like, yeah. we don't really do business hours. So in order to prevent her from burning out, um, she's actually going to start working Friday yeah and still pay her for a work day, but I'm hoping that helps her. I think I can handle it for a little while, like I don't think I'll burn out um you know I won't burn out yet, but I do have my husband who is a huge i mean he he has stepped back from a lot of it, and I've taken over a lot of it, but when I do start to feel like stressed or frustrated, I just talk to him about it and then he gives me a little pep talk or whatever. but the staff helps so much it's an amazing group of people and um they make it easier.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, many hands make light work for sure. Um, Exactly. Yeah. No. So, I mean, do you, do you go ice fishing, snowmobiling?
2: (laughs) No, my husband's an ice fisherman. He ice fishes and snowmobiles. I don't see much. I mean, basically, honestly, when I'm not at work, I'm like at a kid's game or something. Like I'm at my daughter's basketball or I'll go to my son's events or whatever it is. You know, Um, I used to be a runner, but I quit running. So, I like a little bit of reality television too online. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, I have a couple different TV shows that I DVR and I like to zone out and watch those and get into their little fake worlds and escape out of our real world for a little while. Yeah. Yeah. My,
0: uh, my thing is motorcycles and, uh, swimming in Lake Michigan, which both of those are coming to an end. So I don't know what I'm going to (laughs) do.
2: Yeah. Yeah. You have
0: to find something to do. Yeah, you know, maybe I'll I'll hit you up for some TV recommendations. <laughs> yeah, I got a
2: couple good ones. You can binge on them for like a week straight. Oh, perfect,
0: <laughs> perfect. Uh,
2: yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, and, and you know what? I don't. I get texts and calls from from leadership at 10 o'clock at night, mm-hmm. and that's I'll call or text somebody at two in the afternoon. And that's when I hear back from, cause that's when everybody's home and settled like, oh shit, I got to do this and that. It's like, yeah, there's at least from the executive, there's no nine to five. It's just yeah. nonstop. So it's, it's very hard to say, no, I'm going to go and just do whatever and not think about yeah. work, but
2: yeah,
0: it makes a difference having those breaks for sure.
2: Um, yeah and yeah like i will i mean i think it really helps me when i put my phone down like as soon as the storm goes like eight or ten after eight once i know that alarm is set i don't check it i don't care what's happening like if we're getting emails if we're getting slammed on social media or or whatever is happening it's gonna wait because i'm not gonna lose sleep over it and i need to like shut my brain off Mm. you know from that time until I mean. Granted, I'm laying in bed thinking about things, but I'm not <laughs> right. on my phone
0: doing things, yeah. you know? Yeah. 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 I get to, usually at about three o'clock, my brain starts to slide out of my ear. And I just,
2: yeah,
0: I, you know, I, I have to just get away from it for an hour mm-hmm. or two. And when I come back, I'm good. Yeah. But yeah. It's, uh, yeah. yeah it, it's, a, it's a grind. Absolutely. And it can be a ton of work. And so mm-hmm. what are some things you you do to keep the morale high?
2: For me or for the staff? Both of them. Both. Um, just a lot of positive feedback, I guess. Um, we bring in snacks for the staff. That's pretty minor, but just just a lot of um, just a lot of good jobs and thank yous. You know, I don't know what else to do besides that to keep our morale high. Some people, people are struggling with so many different things right now, whether it's COVID or you know their loved one not having a job. Um, I just. We've been so fortunate to be open this whole time and to be considered essential workers Yeah, that, you know, just, I just keep thanking the staff over and over again. We did pay, um, what did we call it? Um, it wasn't crisis pay, but we did pay, um, a little extra from like March through June during the first outbreak. Um, mm. everybody got $2 more an hour, basically. Wow. Um, yeah, yeah. So that that was a, that was a good boost, you know. That was from March through. I don't know if it was end of June or whenever it was that when the UP went to the next phase. Although yeah. we're heading backwards yeah. again now. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah. I think, and honestly, I think the staff is so excited right now because we we're only one week into AU, and we waited so long to get AU going that there's so many different changes being made right now that everybody is very excited.
0: Yeah, and well, I mean, schools, schools back in session now, right?
2: School is back in session. Um, Michigan Tech University in Houghton, um, is back in session, but they do have a lot of cases going on right now. Yeah. So as far as I know, I mean, nobody. There's been a couple like little local schools that have had to close for the day or for a few days because a teacher or student has tested positive, but. So far, everybody is still in
1: session. Yeah, do you have
0: do you have relationships with Michigan Tech as far as like um, internships or um, anything? We like that?
2: do, we do actually. Um, I'm not sure if I'm allowed to talk about it. Okay. Um, yeah, we do have we do have something going on with tech. Actually, I'll just tell you, I don't know if I'm allowed or not, but I, I know the st- students aren't allowed to talk about it, but oh. I think I can talk about it. Okay. Um, just because we're a cannabis, but they're, just, they're building us um, an app, oh. uh, a POS, an app. So there is a, there's a graduate program at Tech. It's called the Enterprise Program. Actually, it's for seniors of undergrad, I believe. Hmm. And um, we were approached last year asking if we would be a sponsor. And we did it because they're going to hopefully be able to build us an app or a POS system that would replace the one that we're using right now. Mm, Yeah. But it was a good way to partner with the local university and they allowed us to partner with them. So we jumped on it just because we're cannabis based. And we thought that it was huge for them to even allow. I mean, the students don't come to the store. It's all computer based, you know what I mean, that are working on it. Right. But um, we jumped on the chance to have any relationship with them. Because
0: they're yeah. such a, you know, such a good university. Right. And that's, mm-hmm. and yeah, I'm I've, I've in the same process with Grand Valley State University. It's the same thing. Of, oh, wonderful. Yeah. And it's fun. And, and you know, mm-hmm. the, the the kids. <laughs> yeah, I'm 34 and all oh, the kids. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> the kids. All right. So the, the young people at the universities, they have a totally different perspective on cannabis. And they have mm. all these different ideas, and it's a, it's it's like um, for me, it's pouring jet fuel on an already raging inferno of of stoke about my work, and it's to see these people so excited and forward yeah. thinking because yeah. they don't have the they don't have the baggage of getting beat up from the BMMR or civil asset forfeiture or any of that, so right. they can think uh. a little bit more progressively. Yeah, it's yes. really cool. Yeah.
2: Yeah, that is cool. It's mm. a good way of looking at it like that. Yeah. They they haven't gone through, yeah. And I'm glad. Resources.
0: Yeah. The, less, yeah. The, the fewer people that have to go through any of that, the better.
2: Exactly. Uh, no one should have to go through, yeah. Any no, of it. Nobody. No, and, you know, I said, I mean, it was so bad. It was so bad. I wouldn't want anyone to have to go through that. I mean, even if I didn't like the person, I wouldn't want them to have to go in front of the board like we did. Yeah. Because
0: it was awful. It was. And it was
2: mm-hmm.
0: it was broadcast and
2: you know, there's probably yeah.
0: forty people in the you know, forty guys in suits and sitting mm-hmm. in the audience and you're just stripped and just yeah. flogged in front of everybody. Yeah. Yeah. It was,
1: yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And we would yeah. you know, we'd walk out and uh Just stand around. It was almost like watching a sporting event, and go and get a drink or a lunch, and just go, "What the hell was that?" Yeah, and it was it was water cooler talk for for a (laughs) week.
1: Just Mm -hmm. madness, total Mm -hmm. madness.
0: I'm yeah, I'm so glad that that's over. And yeah, uh, (laughs) yeah. so what are some? I'm going to switch gears just a little bit. What are some do's and don'ts? What's the Let's say if I, I came and work for you, what's the fastest way I could get fired?
2: Um, stealing. Oh, yep. I would say stealing, <laughs> or treating patients terribly, hmm. or customers. We're or huge on customer service. Yeah. So if somebody upsets a customer or a patient, um, that's not gonna it's not gonna bode well with us. Um, basically, we want people that are motivated, that are going to show up that want to learn, have initiative, you know, that believe in the cause, that's super important. Yeah. And that just, um, just good workers, you know, we, we, yeah, we have a wide range of ages that work for us. Great. And also a wide range of educational backgrounds from like Mm, GED to master, you know? Um, and we have people that range in age from their young twenties to their young sixties. That's awesome. So, Yeah, we have a, you know, we're definitely not like cookie cutter. Like we're not all the same. Um, Everybody's got something different and special that they bring to help make us a better place.
0: Yeah. And I'm going to, I'm going to be able to speak to a certain part of an audience and you're going to be able to speak to a different part of the audience. So that's, exactly and, and age is such a big, important factor because the older people come in and they're like, okay, yeah. w- what is this? So they want to talk to somebody that they can relate yeah. with.
2: Yeah. yeah. Um, it's so funny. People will, like older couples will be like, I bet you we're not your normal customer. And I'm like, yeah, you yeah. are very normal.
1: You, know? <laughs> you don't think you're
2: normal, but you are normal. Uh, that's... Yeah.
1: Like,
2: <laughs> but again, you know, yeah, they just don't see it the same way. Maybe they're still living in like the fear bubble, you know, where they haven't had a chance to talk to their friends to see how many of their friends actually, do. or, you know, but yeah, yeah, a lot of, it's a wide range of patients and everybody.
0: Yeah. So what are some things that you do to, uh, to, to keep, to retain your talent? There was a, a white paper a couple of years ago. that said the best way to get talent in the cannabis industry is to steal it from your competitors. <laughs>
2: <That's funny. laughs> well, which we is, don't have any competitors. Yeah, so
0: <laughs> which is, that's the that's one of the advantages you have is
2: know the, yeah. one around. Uh, yeah, we haven't had, actually we do have one girl who just moved up from lower Michigan and she actually has experience. She works really? in two other licensed facilities in lower Michigan. Mm-hmm. But we did not steal her she moved here and <laughs> applied.
0: Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. And that's, that's a question that I ask. And when I have, when I have job seekers on the show is, Mm -hmm. would you move and how far would you move? And usually the the rebuttal is how much am I getting paid and am I getting insurance? Yeah. And that matters. So do you guys, do you guys offer insurance?
2: We do not. No, unfortunately we don't.
0: That's, that's kind of par for the course right now, just because it's so new and so expensive. Yeah. And just, and it takes
2: time. But. Yeah. In time it would be nice if we could, but we can't right you now. Yeah. Well,
0: what uh what questions, thoughts, concerns do you have for me?
2: Um, I don't think I have any. I was just um I am also curious, like if you've talked to anybody that's medically licensed, um, if the discussion has come up as to whether or not they will renew.
0: Hmm. You know what? Um I have not asked that question, but I will. And I will okay. send you a message on Facebook.
2: Okay. Because yeah. um, like, it's where I was working on it this morning on Estella. Our med license expires November 8th. So if we are going to renew that, we need to get that in like now, you know? Yeah. um, But I'm, I think my, my plan is to renew it. And that's, that's the plan, but yeah. I'm also very torn with it and struggling because it is a large fee to pay and the supply and demand is so wacky and mm. so are the prices.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, I'm not sure, like this year, the plan is to definitely renew, but I mean, it could change, but like right now I'm saying renew. Um, but next year, I don't know if we will renew that med license because what percentage of our sales will be strictly med and what benefits do we get from keeping that med license?
0: Right. Yeah. And it's, yeah, yeah, exactly. When, yeah.
2: when the other products are available on adult use, you know, there's only a few things that you can't get under adult use, which would be like a certain edible, you know, that over, yeah. that are over a hundred milligrams per package. <sighs> things like that. But um, we're really struggling with
0: that right now. Hmm. Yeah. I would imagine that most of the people are probably in a similar position. I mean, well, you know what, you're, yeah, well, yeah. Um, I think it's just a matter of the supply, the supply exactly. demand and equity. and especially with shutting down. And I think they're actually going to do it this time, shutting down the, the caregiver, Intake. Um,
2: oh yeah, I don't think they're gonna extend that either.
0: Yeah, I stopped counting. I stopped counting. Yeah, like it was no after seven times. I was like, well, whatever. They'll do it or they won't do it. I'm I'm done. I'm done with this yo-yoing. Um,
2: yeah, I know. And it would be a lot easier if the rules weren't changed. You know, because things are changed throughout it, and it's like, right. and we're making these decisions and learning that you know like the vape cartridges can't transfer to medical even you know like none of our monster products can transfer our claw products can't transfer platinum nothing can transfer to au because it was all sourced caregiver yeah you know um so even if there are so let's say in november even if there are medical carts available We could sell them to our med patients, but there won't be. They wouldn't be transferable to adult use. And I'm trying really hard to stock our adult use because we have like barely anything right now because nothing transferred from Mm -hmm. med, and we've only had one adult use transport so far. Yeah. Um, So like this weekend, we have concentrates. We we ran out of Mm -hmm. concentrates. We didn't have very many that we used to start with, but they're gone. You know. We won't have cards for at least two more weeks because there's none available. Like in the state, we can't find any adult use cards that are out of testing that are ready to transfer.
0: Yeah. And that's, and that's, that's tough because people become reliant on that. They'll, they'll get off their, their whatever drugs and then they become reliant on that. And it's like, (laughs) there's nothing I can do. I'm sorry. I can't, there's nothing I can do. And, mm-hmm. But also from a business perspective, man, leaving a lot of money on the table too. So mm-hmm. it cuts both ways. That's yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah. Really, I'm really curious to see what's going to happen with the supply chain. And, and you know the growers, are, the growers are doing the best they can do. And the truth is, is that no amount of bleeding or begging can make a plant grow any faster than no. it can be grown. No. And that th- there aren't yeah. enough scaled grows up. Yet. And then more often than not, what I'm seeing is some of the grows are not perpetual. They'll do one pull every four or five months.
1: And
2: right.
0: I go, guys, you know, you're, you're, you're kind of messing up. That's not the way that this should be done. You should be once a month or every two weeks if you can do it.
2: But yeah. Pull on so many. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Because you and I both know that if there was a thousand pounds, boom, you could sell a thousand pounds. It just, it, right. it could go like that. So. So yeah. the, the demand is unsatisfiable. Yeah. So, and then with the without the caregiver product, and then the issue that you mentioned, I didn't know that. That's that's interesting. Um, in a in the
2: caregiver a, product can't transfer. Yeah,
0: that's interesting. In yeah. a not good way. So
2: I did not know that either until I got denied by the MRA after I tried my first transfer. Because yeah. every time we want to transfer from Med to AU, we have to email the MRA. In the MRA, um, you have to fill out the spreadsheet with metric information and dosages and then photos of the edibles. Here's another thing. I tried to transfer some um, edibles yesterday that I was told to transfer, and they wouldn't transfer because the label was wrong. Mm. So the processor had to resend labels, so I can take a picture of the label, send it to the MRA, <laughs> the MRA says okay, and then I can go into metric. and split it and reassign it a new tag and, you know, get it under the AU side. Um, But not if it's caregiver drive, nothing, not even caregiver flower. You can't transfer caregiver flower because there's no source harvest. Only stuff that's been tagged as a baby, you know? Yep. I know that was a huge shocker for me Did not know that. I wish I would have known that I would have probably not stocked up on so many products thinking that they were going to transfer.
1: Right.
0: Yeah. Yeah, some caregiver you know? is very stoked. They're like, "Yes, thank you, Benny." <laughs> I know.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but they exactly. didn't know, you know. They
0: they didn't know either. Right.
2: No. I mean, and this is caregiver product that I'm getting through licensed PCs. Right. You know, I mean, licensed processors. Yeah. 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 Because a lot of a lot of the brands mm-hmm. that are on the shelf are derived from caregiver oil or yeah, yeah. trim which was made into the concentrate. The license processor, but it's only good on the
1: med side. Yeah, yeah. And
2: yep.
0: when people have the choice between medical and recreational, they, they across the board everybody shifts to recreational. It, which doesn't make a lot of sense because just the taxes alone from a consumer point of view, it, it it's cheaper to spend the two hundred bucks and have the medical card for two years. You'll save it on the for tax. Sure. But
2: yeah, I'm, people wait, don't want to yeah. do that. <laughs> no, so. I know. We encourage everyone to get their med cards. And then we're trying to decide, like, so if we do drop the med license eventually and only have an AU license, how will we still make med patients a priority? You know, so we will discount the med patients, you know, a certain percentage. Yeah,
0: isn't there a rule on how much you can discount?
2: I think you can discount as much as you want, honestly. I don't Um, know. I think you can charge whatever you want. I think you can charge whatever price you want for the product as long as it's got that 15% tax. Right. Yep. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. As far as I know, I don't know. We haven't gotten that
0: far yet. <laughs> yeah. So. I, I, you know, the rules change and MRA There's does not so Yeah. They do a pretty good job of kind of keeping everybody apprised of what's happening, but sometimes mm-hmm. rules change and just go, Oh my God, I didn't even know that. Like, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, um, yeah.
2: Like the caregiver thing. Didn't
0: know it. Yeah. I mean it from from my perspective, from a talent perspective, I I called this it three years ago in 2017, I said publicly at at um, hash bash Monroe Street Fair. I said Okay. It was a little bit of a hyperbolic, but <laughs> there's a big speech on on this anyway. But I got up there and in the closing I said, handgrown debt jobs will be the soft landing you will need. And what I was saying is that this is all going to come to an end, guys. The yeah, legislatures don't like us as caregivers; they don't like us. Uh-huh. And enforcement's going to go up, and we need to come into the fold, whether we like it or not, and participate in these new programs. I mean, there are there are positions right now seventy, eighty five thousand dollars a year to come in and be a master grower, and people sure. go, "Oh no, I could make more money as a as a caregiver." Yeah, okay, well. So the last forfeiture, for where's your W2? You can't go buy a new uh-huh. car. You can't do anything. Uh-huh. So get a W2, get some insurance and not have to worry about jackboot thugs coming and kicking in your door. I mean, that's peace yeah. of mind guys. And right. now with, with the, with that outlet kind of gone, then it's a good time to come into the fold for, for caregivers. Because uh, to be honest, the. I'm not knocking any of the, the growers. I'm saying mm-hmm. we need more grows. And we do need
2: more growers. And we yeah. need
0: people that know how to grow those plants. And that's the caregiver. Mm-hmm. So they're in a good position. Yeah. Just getting them in. But I remember
2: yeah. and and it's scary for them to leave what they know. Yeah. You right. know, they're afraid to let that go.
0: Well, yeah, it's it's bread and it's been bread and butter for right. years. Yeah. And pretty good bread and butter on that on for that so yeah
2: yeah
0: and caregivers as a people are ferociously independent so they don't really yes, play well too. with others
2: that's <laughs> very yeah that is a strong characteristic of them yeah mm.
0: but it's a yeah you know it's a it's a change or die type of thing in, in my view
2: so. it is it's just like you have to like if we wouldn't have gotten licensed we would have closed yeah. it wasn't really an option you know so we had to go through with it we had to go and find the board to get licensed in order to stay open for the people
0: kind of like yeah well yeah and you know it it was your livelihood as well it was yeah yeah yeah, uh
2: and our shop right yeah yeah i mean
0: 20 people i mean that's yeah 20 people's livelihoods there and then all the all the vendors that your business activity supports too so right yeah 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 it'll be it'll be interesting to see what happens you know there's we started lobbying and I got together with some of the more forward thinking and larger scale caregivers that I knew around the state. And we worked together and tried putting together some legislation called the craft cannabis act, which was okay. creating a new, a subcategory for caregivers to pay a $750 fee and bridge over into becoming a, a subset of medical license
2: as, oh,
1: okay.
0: as a stopgap to prevent what's happening now.
1: Uh-huh. And
0: I have not been attacked like that in a number of years from everybody. Ah, <laughs> oh, uh, man, the caregivers are pissed at me. Who do you think you are? Ba bah, 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 And some of the other lobbyists, well, who do you think you are? And I went, well, I'm at off, and you guys can kiss my ass because this is the right thing to do, and it <laughs> needs to be done. So
1: yeah.
0: be, be helpful or shut up. And- right. It was the It had a social equity component, but it was we were too early. We were way too early for for the social equity conversation, and we were most certainly too early for for the conversation about licensing. Now, there's things that are happening over in Lansing to to pursue that, but even if we waived the the magical legislative wand just because something is passed. Today doesn't mean that you could walk into Penny Shop and buy stuff tomorrow.
2: Exactly. Yeah.
0: So yeah. yeah, I mean, I I think that the draw is that this is an industry filled with problems. I like solving problems mm-hmm. and it's fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it can be it can be frustrating. So what are some of the things that you think if you could wave your your witch's wand, what would you fix right off the bat?
2: I would fix that silly rule that you can't transfer caregivers <laughs> products because that has been on my mind the past two days most heavily and the frustrations with that aspect of it, how of how difficult it is to do that, I guess. Yeah. It seems like it would be very easy and it is not. I don't know why it is so hard. But I wish we could transfer products between the two licenses. But I know we can't because the testing is different and yeah. the dosages are different. Or if or if both licenses, like if I could wave my wand, we'd have one metric, mm. you know, with with both on there. Um, things like that, just to simplify having two licenses, just to treat it like one. Yeah, because it's double everything now.
0: So who do you who do you go to? You know, all, the, all the other industries have lobbyists. Who do you go to? And say, "Hey, this is something that is an issue." Are you? Yeah. Yeah.
2: I don't know. I mean, the MRA, but yeah, I don't know what would be done. Nothing. <laughs> I participate. I know. Yeah. I participated in the licensing work group yesterday that they had. Yeah. Um. So that was kind of interesting. It wasn't exactly what I thought it was going to be about, but it was still. I mean, I did learn a few things. So they they were asking for fees Feedback on certain types of deals. But, like, we initially got licensed so long ago yeah. that I didn't even really pay attention that it was only 12 months now instead of 36 months of, like, financials, you know? Because once we got it, I stopped paying attention to the medic <laughs> right. we had it. And I didn't need to know what it was going to be like again, you know? Yeah. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I just wish things were a little simpler, but I'm not even sure how to simplify it.
0: Yeah. And there's... Uh, there's and there seems to be that that's a really good issue and there seems to be issues with Metric as well. Some of the other yes. business owners I've talked to, uh, it gets pretty passionate when they need an answer and they can't get it from Metric and they say go talk to MRA
2: and MRA says it's, go talk yeah, to Metric. Yeah, back and forth. Oh, I've done. I've been there, back and forth, and you don't know who to ask for help. Right. yeah right. it's very frustrating like that part is frustrating metric itself is frustrating mm-hmm. um transferring inventory so that kind of thing has been my biggest issues this past couple of days
1: yeah yeah well yeah.
0: yeah I mean it's uh it's, it's ground it, it, it's breaking trail I mean that's what this is it it's, is it's hard that's sliding. right
2: yep yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I'm I'm trailblazing.
0: Yeah, yeah, which is overrated. It's so it overrated. Is overrated. Yeah, it's, it's like,
2: exhausting. If somebody, I want someone else,
0: to yeah, blaze exactly. Like, good lord. <laughs> right. Let me follow. Yes. Oh man. And that you know, and again, that's a common sentiment. Of I look around and go, oh geez, if I don't do this, nobody else is going to do it. Or, yeah. or I'm I, there's some knucklehead doing it. And I go, oh my god, he's going to walk us through the jungle, right off a cliff. So, okay, here we Uh go. Back to the front. Not that I want to be, because I don't, I want to be on like an interstate chilling with the cruise control, the radio, the windows down. (laughs) Yeah. I don't don't think that's going to happen in in my lifetime. (laughs) (laughs) No, it is what it is, but it's, it's fun and it's engaging.
1: That's for sure. It's,
2: It can it is. Be, every day is different. You never know what you're going to get, yeah. you know, um, every day there's something new. <laughs> so that's good. Yeah. yeah I'll not, end it with that. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for, we should probably put it down there. These, these podcasts end up going very long because we just get it up End up just shooting the breeze about anything. So why don't we stop here and. Okay. I'll thank you for participating. It's really cool getting your insights and your opinions and your stories. And it's a great way to highlight who you are and your, your values. And, and for, from job seekers, that's important more often than not. The first questions I get are, uh, who are the people that I'm going to go work for? Am I going to be treated right? Is this going to be a place that, that I enjoy working at the, the pay and the insurance that's question two and three, (laughs) Mm -hmm. but people want to know who they're working for. So thanks for putting on a good, a good, the the good foot forward on the, on yourself and on the industry. It's, it's very helpful.
2: Well, thank you so much for having me talk. I enjoyed it.
1: Absolutely. It actually,
2: it it was a little, it was a little cathartic for me. I feel a little better.
1: Yeah. (laughs) I feel
2: a little less stressed than I did a couple hours ago.
1: Good,
0: good, good. You know, it's uh. Yeah. It's it just kind of like, it's, it's just war stories. You know, you talk to people uh-huh. that are, that have kind of been there and and done that. Right. You go, okay, this guy gets it. I don't yeah. have to explain everything because they get it. Yeah. And you know, years ago I did breakfast. I got about a half a dozen growers who were, who were scaled. And in West Michigan it was very different. Like we don't have the culture of Ann Arbor or, Flint or Lansing in West Michigan, the way that the police and the prosecutors were postured was very aggressive. I mean, when we had our grow, we registered our vehicles to my aunt's house down in battle Creek because the police would sit outside the grow shops and then follow you home. Really? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And so Uh, we were very, very secretive and mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's, it's tough to build something to be so proud and prideful of it and not be able to tell anybody. And that sucks. And I'm, I'm, I'm a social butterfly. I like, I like talking to people. So it, Mm -hmm. it really was a sharp stab for me. And I went, you know what, this is bullshit. I, I want to do shop talk. So Mm -hmm. I found quite a few guys and we knew, we knew some people at a restaurant and they gave us a back room and we'd Mm -hmm. get together once a month and turn our tape turn our phones off and we just shoot the shit and drink coffee for a couple hours. And yeah. it was great. We loved it. And that mm-hmm. went on for, that went on for almost a year. And so it's, it's fun to just talk to other people just about what we do.
2: Exactly. Yeah. Cause people don't understand a lot of it. You know? yeah.
0: yeah. And, mm-hmm. and doing it in this way, it, it sheds a light on, on it. So people can go, okay, I get it. Like at least, mm-hmm. at least we can, have a looking glass into this world because it's, yeah. it's still so mysterious and still unknown. And, and people have a lot of reservations about getting into the industry. And one of the things that I'm focused on now is showing that there's, there's more than just being a bud tender or a grower. There's,
2: yeah.
0: it's an entire sector. It's an entire industry.
2: Yeah. And, and it's, it's only going to get bigger.
0: Right. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, happy uh happy to talk. We should do this again in a few months and just check in and see how yeah, things are going. Sounds
2: good. Yeah, feel free to message and I would be happy to do that. I do got another meeting at one um chamber. I'm on the uh Q and a Chamber of Commerce. And I got a chamber meeting.
1: Okay.
0: Well, okay. we'll <laughs> we'll put it down there and uh we'll be in touch on, on Facebook.
2: Okay. Thank you, Matt. You're it was welcome. Good talking to you. Bye bye. Bye
0: bye. So this is the after interview review. So we just got off the phone with Penny. And that's sort of how these meetings go, especially in the middle of the day. So I want to thank her for taking an hour out of her day to talk to me and sharing some of her thoughts and insights and her story about getting into the industry. It's, she's, been, she's been in the space a long time. She's very well known, very well liked, very well respected, as a lot of the old timers are. And she did something very unique in that she bridged the old world into the new. And that's very, very hard to do. And good honor. Good honor. So for those of you that kind of want to get an idea about what we're talking about, she's in Houghton, Michigan, which is way up there on Lake Superior. I mean, it's just Google map it and you'll be like, whoa. (laughs) So they have some unique challenges as far as especially with winter comes. They get 10, 12 feet of snow up there. And people have snowmobiles as winter vehicles because that's what you need to get around so it'll be very interesting to see how some of the supply chain inequities work out and what factors the weather and the the distance have now you can't transport heli- you can't transport marijuana via helicopter or airplane so it has to be on the ground so that's going to be an interesting drive if you're a long distance trucker and you want to do something a little more regionally, then this may be a job for you as working at a transfer company and, and going up North. I definitely think that it would be a job where having experience in, in those long, I mean, maybe to a trucker 10 hours is not a long time, but to me that's like, Oh my God. Um, but in poor weather conditions and yeah, then that's, that's a great opportunity. Cause I think, that may change as, as the weather changes. So there's opportunities, you know, where there's hardships, there's opportunities for people to have the desire and experience. So that's something to consider if that's your line of work. Yeah. I, uh, I really enjoyed talking to Penny. It was cool getting her perspective. If you're in the Houghton area, then you should absolutely check out Northern special specialty health and go and say, hi, and get up to the UP. It's it's fucking beautiful. It's it's stunning how beautiful it is up there. So without turning this into a pure Michigan commercial, we're gonna put it down there, get off into the rest of my day. So this has been Matt Hoffman, and I look forward to seeing you in the cannabis field.